Well, thank you so much for your time. Tell the audience who Jodi is, what you do, and add how people can contact. Thanks, Vinod. Thanks for having me here today. Um, yeah, so Jodi Sacco, born and raised South African, um, came to the States 13 years ago, and I now am a U.S. citizen. Um, landed up in Vegas to open a, a business that um, is an interesting story that we can delve deeper into in a, a bit later. But uh, I've been in Vegas now for 11 years, and uh, currently I am a firm owner. Um, I own a couple franchises of the Action Coach business coaching franchise. So uh, Action Coach has been around for 29 years, based and originated out of Australia, now actually based here in, in Las Vegas. And um, what we offer is not only business owner coaching, so, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one strategic coaching. We, we really are primarily focused on educating the clients, helping them and supporting them with planning, and then the the coaching is is part of the strategic side of it so we have workshops seminars um and and full day planning events uh, that really can support the client we have we actually have over 60 different products um so there really is something out there for everyone um now, everybody and their dog these days seems to be a coach. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's interesting uh, just to say that, uh, you know, 29 years ago, there was no such thing as coaching. So mm -hmm. honestly, I chose personally through my own uh, entrepreneurial journey to hang my hat with Action Coach because of that extensive experience that they have and their global influence. So they've been based, they're based in 83 countries. Mm -hmm. And that really is very powerful when it comes to the offerings I can give to clients. It's not just me giving my experience as an entrepreneur, it's those you know, almost three decades of, of experience. So um, based here in Las Vegas, people can get hold of me. My email is jodysacco at actioncoach.com. And it's spelled J-O-D-I-E-S-A-C-C-O at actioncoach.com. You can also visit my website. It's simply jodysacco.com. So that's how people can get hold of me. And do you want to add your pricing here or that's based on each person? Product pricing really does depend on what it is that you're looking for. You can have a educational group that you join, like our book club, and that can start from as little as $99 per month. Um, if you are looking to fast track that progress or really attain those goals that you would like to in your business, so those goals generally could be something around uh, you want a better team, you want them to work better together, you want more time freedom, or you want to... Um, uh, more, more financial freedom, or you're looking for that exit strategy. Mm -hmm. It all depends on how quickly you want to do this. So a group products range from uh, $1,200 per month um, up to, you know, $4,000 a month. Um, and then the one-on-one -on -one coaching is, is really dependent on how big your organization is um, because the offering is not just for you as the business coach. If we identify that, okay, there's actually an issue here with one of the particular departments, we would then focus specifically and strategically and work with the sales department, mm -hmm. for example. So I really like to um, explain, you know, if you think about it, it's all, it's an investment. Um, the biggest differentiator is we offer a 17-week guarantee to find our fee 
and increase your bottom line profits. So that's a pretty bold move. It's how much we believe in, in what it is that we can do. And um, yeah, you know, on the front end, it might seem like it's a big investment, um, but you've got nothing to lose to come and work with us if uh, we guarantee results, right? On your website, you have a very specific number, 61% growth. Where that number comes from? Absolutely. So we we use this incredible system that's obviously been devised over the years. We refer to it as the five ways. And uh, it's something that I would I, I would love to draw out, but I just don't have that opportunity right now. Essentially, what it is, is we look at what are the five ways that we can incrementally increase your bottom line profit. So we know that most, most business owners absolutely understand or have a, or at least have a very good hold on the number of customers they have, their revenue, and their bottom line profit. Now, all of those three things are the outcomes. They are results. We can't change those. They've done. Is that not true? Whereas if, if, if we can focus on um, your, the, the things that are influencing those three things, which we refer to as the five ways, which is number of leads, your conversion rate, the average um, number of sales, and um, the number of times, so the average dollar sale, what is the price of the average product you're selling? Um, how many times does that customer buy with you and your margins? We can absolutely impact every single one of those things. And we don't come in there saying, we're going we're gonna to increase your leads by a thousand percent because your business won't be able to handle it. What we do rather is we increase every one of those five ways just by 10%. And the bottom line impact of that, that math gives you a 61% increase. Thank you. Thank you for explaining all that. Pleasure. <laughs> all right. What you wanted to become when you was in high school? I love this question. Oh, my goodness. That's my favorite. So when I was in high school, I actually uh, had no specific idea what I wanted to to do. Um, I just knew that I'd been put on the earth for a very specific reason. I knew I had a big task ahead of me, but I didn't know exactly what that was. I did, it was just like this inner knowing. So I was always involved in leadership. So I was on every council you could possibly think of. I was uh, the head of my school. I was the captain of my, of my field hockey team. I was the captain of the national hockey team. I, you know, did, I did it all right. But I always knew that I was very people centric and, and I, and I idolized people like Mother Teresa, Nelson Mandela, um, Bishop Desmond Tutu. Um, and, and I, rev I just longed to, to learn if I could even just be a little bit of those human beings, imagine what I could do in the world. Um, and, and, uh, just at that time I, um, was recruited by the Rotary International, uh, youth exchange program. Um, I was nominated, should I say, to be an exchange student. And that's really where I knew what I wanted to do because whilst I spent a year in Brazil, um, I really was an ambassador 
for South Africa. Um, people wanted to know about South Africa, wanted to learn about it. And I started traveling all over the country, um, giving presentations on South Africa. And that's when I knew I wanted to be a diplomat. Um, that's uh, that's what I wanted to do when I when I was older. <laughs> so it was a long answer, but but that's how I got to it. Your diplomat journey, and from there you coming to United States. I also saw that uh, you've been a director at MX and then VP. So you have done multiple things. So give a glimpse of how that journey looked like and how did you land on this job? <laughs> yeah, great question, right? That's the that's the million dollar question. Um, well, first of all, we'd never know what life, what the journey is going to be. And uh, so I, I live my life these days by a beautiful saying, it's by Wayne Dyer, be open to everything and attached to nothing. And it really allows you to... Um, yeah, not be so fixated with the end results. And I tell you why I do this. So my diplomatic journey never, ever began. Um, I simply because I came back from Brazil, uh, went through a degree in university in political science and linguistics. Those were the recommendations. And then myself and another girl in my class, we both applied for the civil servants course which is, is through the government organization and it's the precursor to then becoming um, involved in the, in the diplomatic corps. Um, during that time in South Africa, it was post-apartheid. Um, apartheid was uh, the segregation that was implemented into our constitution. So it was a law um, and uh, it had been abolished. Um, and, and so the, the, the South Africa was really working very hard to compensate for the fact that people of color for almost 50 years had never been allowed to work in traditional white people's jobs. Um, so unfortunately, you know, I was, um, I was rejected and, and my whole world fell apart. I, I, I didn't know what to do next. I had this great plan. I was moving to Johannesburg. I, 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 I knew the path that I wanted to be on and it was taken away from me because of something I couldn't control. Right. So it's the, probably the best lesson I can teach any entrepreneur is that if you are so attached to a specific outcome that you are looking for, you are going to feel massive disappointment and your world will fall apart. So that's why I choose to live my life now by being open to everything because, yeah, you know, we hit roadblocks um, and my story is a testament to that. Yes, I did. I did fall apart. But I was just in such a beautiful place. My, my family, my mom and dad took me in and, and really gave me a place to kind of rebuild. And that's how I landed up in travel because I knew that I loved travel. I had no experience in being part of a travel organization. And uh, in, in the 19, you know, 1990s, early 2000s, travel agents were still very much um, you know, how people booked their travel. Uh, there was, you know, the internet wasn't that great, wasn't that, um, 
you know, well-known. It wasn't that developed there. So I landed up working in a flight center as a sales agent. And that's really where I picked up my sales skills. And the training within that organization is incredible. Um, but because of my ambition and my leadership, I very quickly rose to a management position. And then I left flight center, um, traveled for a little bit, came back. And that's that's really when I, I decided to work with American Express. Um, and within not even a year, I had been asked to be the director of the entire division of the corporate American Express. So, you know, it was, it was putting out big ten. It was um, uh, putting out a lot of um, uh, requests for um, proposals, you know, responding to tenders that would come from massive organizations, you know, T-Mobile and Mobile Gas and, you know, all these kinds of things. And so I was always doing a lot of presentation. I was always, um, I had a team. So I was running a team of individuals. Um, so I really got to taste that sort of C-suite management level. We landed up coming to the U.S., um, we originally uh, opened a helicopter business, so I got a I got a um, a birthing of fire in in terms of learning how businesses operate in the U.S. I also had to jump through tons of hoops because we weren't U.S. citizens, and by law, post um, 9/11, uh, non-U.S. citizens, even if we had green cards, we weren't allowed to own aircrafts. So there was lots of creativity and, and again, being open to, okay, well, we can't do this, but there's always a solution. What is the solution? Let's find the solution. And that's what we did, right? So then that was that. And then, um, yeah, we had this opportunity to come out to Vegas and really got, again, a baptism of fire in terms of understanding how unique the marketplace is here in Vegas, I think that's something else that's very key that I'd love to impart with other business owners is, you know, you you can't just throw a bunch of marketing and think that something's going to stick because people want to do business with people and they want to know who you are. Um, so, you know, in Vegas, it's all about it literally is it's all about who, you know, it's your connections. It really is. They want to trust you. So, you know, that was that was an incredible experience. And um, uh, so. Here I was again, Jody at uh, age 40, and I've had all this great experience and I had to, I had to reinvent myself, um, trying to get a job on the strip. I, I thought about going back to corporate, you know, working in one of the bigger, bigger casinos or organizations. I just knew I couldn't be somebody else's employee. I, I, I needed the the space to grow and, and be. And um, yeah, then I started a network marketing company. Um, it was online. It was kind of during uh, the COVID period as well. And um, loved that. And, and it was all in personal development and learned so much in my own personal growth and uh, experience and expertise when it comes to mindset um, and, and working harder on yourself really was, was found in, in those, those two years that I was there. Won a couple of awards. You can see at the back here, um, I was um, noted as the a rising star within the first six months of being in the organization. And then um, in March last year, I was actually awarded a, 50, a 50K award, meaning I made a 50,000 US dollar profit in a single month. So that was that was pretty awesome, uh, you know, just in a network marketing business. So at that point, I was tapped on the shoulder by the owner and founder of Action Coach. 
his name's Brad Sugars, an incredible human being, uh, definitely a mentor in my life. Um, and uh, he he said to me, "Hey, I I want to grow Action Coach out here in Las Vegas. Uh, I I need boots on the ground, and I think." I think you'd be great for it. So that's how I kind of did the full circle to Action Coach. Um, went through my certification. We are accredited, uh, certified business coaches. And then I also, on top of that, did my executive coaching. So um, that's more for the C-suite level um, organizations. And uh, that really ranges anywhere from, uh, you know, 4,000 uh, for workshops and uh, uh US dollars and then individual one-on-one exec coaching is anywhere from $5,000 and up because that's obviously a very, very different type of, of, of coaching. So that's my long answer to your short question. Wow. I have many follow-up questions on this, uh, but I also want to acknowledge what a roller coaster ride and what a long ride. Right. Um, <laughs> where yeah, you started and then um, um, every these job I'm pretty sure that you was deeply involved when you was there you were emotionally into this and then you able to detach and start something new and now you again detach and start something new how remarkable is that <laughs> Yeah, I never thought about it that way. That's that's a wonderful perspective. Yeah, but I think when um, to your point there, when whenever I was in those businesses, I was highly disciplined and focused on the mm. results that I could get at the end. It, it was um, it's such a growing period, uh, and and you know one can acquire so much knowledge and information along the way on your entrepreneurial journey, but if you don't apply um, discipline and get get into action and actually take what you've learned and and try it out and test it and measure it, it's worthless, right? And and so I think discipline and consistency is the key to any kind of success. Um, whether that be in a business or in a in a mm-hmm. in a personal in a personal goal, right? The same thing with my network marketing business. I I felt like I'd lost this family, like this mm-hmm. I'd been torn away, and and yeah, and then you have to start again. But um, I, I think I think the key to all of this is um, often in life we have to recalibrate because things happen. We get told no. We get told. I'm sorry, you're the wrong color. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get to be a part of this anymore. Or we make a decision that we've outgrown where we are and we need to go somewhere else. And, and it's all about, well, how do you recalibrate? Right? It's like, I love to use that analogy of um, a GPS uh, in a car. So imagine mm-hmm. you arrive in, you arrive in, in um, I don't know, in Amsterdam. You've never been there before pick up your hired car and you've got your GPS on your phone or, or wherever you have it. And you right. put in the destination of the hotel, you know, and along the way, you know, there might be construction. What does the GPS do? It doesn't say to you, oh, sorry, you're you done. Yeah. Right. It says recalibrate, recalibrate. You know, how are we going to 
um, just take a moment and and look for another direction. But the point is, uh, Vinod, is that you never ever take your eyes off the goal, off the visions, off the long term vision that you have in your heart. So for me, that little girl at age 17, and I talk about her a lot in my life these days, that girl who knew without a shadow of a doubt that she was put on this earth for a bigger purpose. That's my vision. My vision is to, you know, impart that and be that person. And so it doesn't matter what I've, what I've been told or what I've lost. I never, ever lose sight of that vision that I set for myself. It's like that North star, right? It's always there. It's like guiding lights. Yeah. Yeah. And this is so powerful. You're doing that side by side or you completely stopped it? No, I I um I closed that business down completely. Um, because you know, I had grown a team of of people around me and it just wasn't fair to them um in terms of what I could give to them. Um so I chose um I don't believe in having a side hustle. Um I believe in, in the initial stages of growing a business, right? So mm-hmm. I've been growing this business in Action Coaches is my fifth month. So for right now, my focus needs to be on growing this business. I own four franchises, not just one. So I really have th- hundreds and thousands of business owners in the Valley of Las Vegas that I need to serve. So I need to focus very clearly mm-hmm. on what that task is ahead of me Once I get to the place where my business is starting to run without me, that's actually our definition of a business. It's a profitable enterprise that works without you. So once I get to that phase, because I've done all these other foundational things, now I'm at that point where, okay, let me look at what is my side hustle, uh, or maybe I have more time, maybe I want to be um, more involved in the community, uh, you know, things like that. So, so I really, I really believe that, um, some people can, can do a side hustle and, and absolutely kill it. But I, but I think if you have a corporate job and you're doing a side hustle, that's absolutely doable because your corporate job gives you defined hours of operation. And then you've got all these other hours that you can Mm -hmm. fill in what it is that you're looking for. For, for your next chapter, right? But as an entrepreneur, it's so important to stay focused. Um, generally, as entrepreneurs, we, uh, we're very distracted by shiny objects, which means any kind of idea that we have, we're like, oh, I want to do that. You know, oh, that looks good. And then we start going in this direction and then, whoa, I want to do that. And we, we go that way instead of staying laser focused on one thing, achieving it, nailing it, um, becoming the expert at it, and then moving on to the next thing. And I'm fall into the category that you were suggesting. You were talking about that I have a corporate job. Uh, and uh, on my side hustle for the last 15 years, I'm, I was doing something or the other. And this shiny object thing has been the biggest problem that I have encountered for the last three years. So I've been very consistent with my writing. And now I started this. And then... I'm going after the purpose and not all these shinies. So they are not able to distract me as it was before. So Absolutely. I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah, I think you've, you nailed it there. Uh, Vinod, you said, I'm going after my purpose. So you found your North Star. You worked enough on yourself to understand what your purpose on this earth is. 
And, and that's what I feel is missing. It's like the missing ingredient in so many entrepreneurs' lives is that they don't stop, the, stop and take the time to work on themselves as much as they do on their business. So, yeah, you nailed it there with, uh, you know, the focus comes because you understand the purpose. You found your purpose. You were just 17 years old. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm pretty sure that you have seen people who don't know their purpose, who don't even know what they want from their life. Is there any tip for those people? Yeah, so true. I mean, honestly, I, I think just going back to understanding, you know, knowing I had this higher purpose, I didn't know what it was, though. Right. So, mm -hmm. so even though I might've known in my mind, I never understood it. And I never, I never actioned it. I never spent time truly understanding that. So to answer your question, if people are feeling like they just, I don't know, like in a holding pattern, like they, the plane that gets, you know, at Newark airports and they, they just like, mm -hmm. you know, up in the sky and, and, and control hasn't said to them yet, you can land. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling like that, there's only one thing you need to do. Personal development. It's the most important thing. If you do not work on yourself, you will never, ever, ever get to that point of understanding what your North Star is, what your purpose is. So um, there are incredible courses out there that are free, um, but you want to look specifically under personal development. Um, you definitely uh, would do yourself a service by hiring a coach. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's one thing that, that I'm passionate about and that I love, love coaching on. Um, and, and because it's so true to my journey as well, you know, obviously after a divorce, uh, trying to reinvent yourself and, and having this loss of identity, that was really where I understood what my 17-year-old self was saying, what was new. I didn't know until then. I couldn't define it until I spent, I was also, it was three years, three years. All I did was work on myself. So what does that look like? You know, I hired a coach straight out the bat. Um, what it looks like is daily consistent work on self. It can't, it has to become a habit in your life. And then there's little tips and tricks that, you know, uh, we can, we, we can coach through and uh, you just set mm -hmm. yourself up for success in that way. Um, but, but the biggest thing is to first unpack and understand what it is. Where are you going in this life? Why have you been put on this earth? <laughs> this big existential question that I think so many of us land up going through. And uh, the sad part though, don't you think is so many people only think about this on their deathbed. Many people are on autopilot. Correct. Correct. Their yeah. train, flight, car is moving and they're just driving. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, what, a, what a sad way to live with all the opportunity and yeah. uh, experience around you. And every single day, I think um, understanding how every single day is a gift and uh, the opportunities that are involved in that. Um, was life-changing for me as well. Um, and it's always sad that you have to go through something traumatic to figure it out and come out the other side. And, you know, I'm just grateful I did come out the other side, right? <laughs> you said you, you, you were working every day on yourself for like three years. Yeah. Can you give some 
examples what those activities were? Yes, uh, education. It's all about education. So um, every day I was either reading a book, um, actually purchased a personal development course that it was one of the courses that I sold in my network marketing business. Mm -hmm. um, it was a full one-year curriculum. Um, and then every time there was any kind of seminar, um, I was just consuming information, consuming, consuming, but then also practicing. So mm -hmm. like I said earlier, knowledge is great, but if it's not actioned, it's just worthless. Um, you have to actually implement it. I also started um, meditating, um, doing yoga, a calm, doing activities that would calm me down instead of this like crazy hamster wheel that I constantly experienced in my head. Um, so in those moments of calm, it allows you to have to remove yourself from the craziness and have clarity. Because the biggest lesson I learned was that when we're always in a reactive mode, if we're always stressed and we're always reacting, 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 we're actually just using the animal part of our brain. It's the same brain that a lion or a, a you know, or maybe a, a giraffe or an impala has when they when they get a fright and they have to run. You know, they're just fearing for their lives. And living in that zone all the time is. You, you have an inability for clarity of thought and you have an inability for, um, you know, what is my next step? So in those moments of quieting together with the education, I was then able to find that space to start saying, well, what does Jody want? What is Jody's purpose? Mm -hmm. Journaling. Journaling is another thing. I mean, I have all my journals here. They, they're all over the place and I refer to them often. Um, and then there's another two little tips that I give all my clients. Um, one is it's almost like you bookend your day with these things. So in the morning, when you wake up, before you even get out of bed, you visualize your long-term purpose, visualize and, and, and not just in your mind's eye, feel it. So mm -hmm. if it's you up on stage about to achieve an award, hear the crowd, um, smell the, uh, you know, the fragrance in the air or, you know, like you get emotional about it because the brain cannot differentiate between what is real and what is imagined. So it starts this manifestation process. And so you book in the front end of your day is visualization. Mm -hmm. And then also do, what do I want to achieve in the day? What does the day look like for me? And then at the end of the day, as you get into bed at night, give gratitude and thanks for all the good that has happened. Embrace the challenges, of course. You can even say, I'm so grateful for the mistake I made today because I learned a valuable lesson. But, but come from a place of gratitude. Again, it's programming this incredible machine we have up here to focus on the good and not on the negative. Because what we focus on, we will bring about in our real world. Mm -hmm. So no, it's it's a done deal. Yeah. So th those are my tips. <laughs> and you know, these activities are so simple. You don't even need to buy anything. You don't need fancy thing. Anybody can do it today. Exactly. And these are the simplest thing, but simplest thing are hardest to do. Right. Always. And, and again, that consistency, discipline and consistency. Yeah. 
you know, I've fallen off the wagon. I, I absolutely, I get distracted. I, you know, suddenly oversleep and the alarm goes off and I'm jumping out and running and getting my kids and uh, feeding the dogs. And, you know, I, we're human, but, but it's making sure you have systems in place, uh, have it in a default diary, make sure that every day, these are the things that you're doing um, and, and, and just get them in. It's five minutes, you know, 10 minutes of your day, five in the morning, five in the evening. What was driving you in those moments, those days, that you're feeling everything is gone, even the divorce, and then you, you're coming out of it. So you talk about everything that you have done, but inside, what was driving you? Mm, well, I, I mean, to be very vulnerable and honest, uh, you know, there, there was a year where I... Um, I didn't know what my purpose was. I was a very lost soul. Um, and, and it was because I'd never, I never, I'd never spent time investing in myself. My whole life I'd lived uh, thinking that I had to always be somebody for someone else. And, and so what it did was it left me feeling not good enough. I never felt good enough. I didn't feel like a good enough mother. I didn't feel like a good enough wife. I didn't feel like a good enough business owner. I didn't feel like a good enough human. Um, and that was all my own doing. And I lived my life by a glass half empty mentality, right? It's like, like I didn't understand what a growth mindset is. I didn't understand what a poverty mindset was. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd never understood that stuff. So you know, I had wished in my in my mind every day I had had these thoughts of and in a very, very, very dark place. And I have no fa I have no family here. It, it was just my kids. And 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 what did I do? Right. So uh, somehow I don't know. I, I cannot explain it to you. But in those moments of quiet and and through the process of starting to scratch the surface on the personal development, working with my coach, I feel as though in that darkest, darkest place in my life that I've ever, ever experienced, there was that little ray of light that came through this mm -hmm. dark pit that I felt like I was in. And all I did then was I held onto a belief mm -hmm. that there's, that proverbial light at the end of the tunnel, right? But if I hadn't have had personal development, if I hadn't have started that process, I, I fear where I'd be today. I, I sincerely do. And I, I mean, I'm being vulnerable because I, I know people want to want authenticity these days, right? I'm not perfect. I, I made horrible choices. And then I, and then I, I went through um, fear and regrets and guilt. The guilt was, it was like a noose around my neck. I mean, it, mm -hmm. yeah, it was horrible, but um, it, I, honestly, it was, it was only the personal development and my coach who supported me through that. Um, and, you know, I, I know that that some people financially might not be able to afford a coach or afford a personal development course. Don't worry about that. There is so much free information out there on YouTube. It is it is a wonderful gift that we have. So if if there's anything I would say, if you just if you feel like you're numb, if you feel like you're in that big dark black hole and you you have no idea where to start, just search personal development on YouTube and just start watching a video. You'll very soon know who you like, who you don't like. Mm -hmm. 
And then obviously, you know, if you are in a situation, um, people could reach out to me. It's, it's, it's definitely something that's a, a, a passion of mine in one of the components of the coaching that we do. And that reflects in everything <laughs> that you, you speak oh, today. It's my pleasure. <laughs> I just wanted to uh, say something. Yeah. You, you was at that darkest place. But now see how many people you are you have recruited and you are you're giving a job opportunity. I know. I'm very, very aware of that. You know, it's uh it's uh it gives me goosebumps, right? So sometimes we lift ourselves and that not just for ourselves, but for others. That's a yes. not just your two daughters, but oh my god, employee. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, you know, it's so it's so true. Um, absolutely. Yeah, but in that dark place, I couldn't even think about my daughters until until I could save myself. Because because if you can't save yourself, if you can't, yeah. if you can't get yourself out of bed, if you can't, if you can't even think about what your next step is, how can I even think about my my kids, right? That that's the place I got to. It was even worse than that. Um, and you know, it's like, I needed, I needed to save myself so that I could then be the best mother. I could be, um, present for them. And, uh, because I just, I just wasn't at all. My wife has gone through uh, depression twice. So I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's debilitating, right? It's, uh, it's, um, it's a disease that is, I think very, any mental illness. It's, um, yeah, it's not very. You won't even realize that you have it. And yeah. if you have fever, people can sense that you have fever. And yeah. you can measure yeah. temperature. And, uh, but with this one, yeah, nobody even kind of acknowledge and appreciate that what you're going through. Uh, no, and they kind of think, think poorly of you if you're depressed. What's wrong with you? What are you, what are you doing? Why are you depressed? Yeah. You're crazy. You don't know. <laughs> so changing to a slightly lighter mood. <laughs> you said something carpool. I think that's what I read in about us page or somewhere. If you're not reading, you're carpooling or something. Oh, that's funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So so if you're not the one actually driving, if you're not the one reading and growing and 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 expanding, then then you're constantly in the back seat as one of the kids, like just getting along for the ride. Like wouldn't you want to be extraordinary in your life? Wouldn't you want to be um, memorable? Like, like, don't you want to leave your stamp on the world? And maybe you don't, and that's okay. And I think, I think we should never judge people who who want to be be the passenger in a carpool. You know, there's no room for judgment in that. But but we we this program is for entrepreneurs, right? So so mm -hmm. you know, I, I use it in the context of this that that. Yeah, if you feel like you're stuck in the back of the car always just going along for the ride, hey, the only way you're going to get in the front seat is if you actually go through, uh, ed, uh, what's it, car ed, right? And um, driver's ed. <laughs> so get your driver's license and then you get to be in control. <laughs> you know five languages. I do. So you, you just learn because of the situation uh, or circumstances or you wanted to ah that's a good question um I never knew that I had an affinity for languages until I was the exchange student in Brazil uh and very quickly I realized that I had to learn 
because I arrived and mm. nobody spoke English. And I uh, just, I, I walked around with a little dictionary because I didn't, you know, there were no phones in 1995, um, no smartphones. And I walked around with my little blue Portuguese English dictionary and I had a wonderful host family. Uh, the young son, he posted um, nouns, you know, of all, all the different nouns around the house. Everything had a little a little word on it that was in Portuguese, mm -hmm. like the bed had the comma on it and the door, porta, and then it was like, it, the whole the whole house was just covered. So he helped me. But within within um, the first six weeks, I, I was starting to understand it. And then by three months, I was literally fluent. Um, and I can read, write, and, and obviously speak in, in Brazilian Portuguese. Um, and then when I came back to South Africa to go through university and I decided I wanted to be a diplomat, I then had it, I had to increase my uh, international languages. So I majored in, um, in French, uh, minored in, in German. Um, and my dad's, my dad's ancestry is German. So that's why it was, it was nice to do that. Um, so that's, uh, so English, Afrikaans is a native South African language. Um, and then the Portuguese, then um, I did the French and the German and a major. I don't speak German um, much at all. So I've kind of lost it, but I understand it. Um, and then, and then we actually, before we moved to the US from South Africa, we lived in Italy for three months and mm -hmm. I went to, I went to Italian school because that's, I was like, yeah, I get to learn another language. I was fluent in that within the three months as well. So, um, and now in being in the US, I'm, I'm definitely starting to understand Spanish. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, again, don't, don't limit yourself because uh, I, I never knew, I, I didn't really enjoy learning a second language in South Africa, Afrikaans, it, it was forced on us. Um, but hey, I go to Brazil and all of a sudden there's a whole new world that opens up for me, right? <laughs> Yeah, so that's where the, the languages come from. So moving to the last segment, uh, what is your goal setting and time management methods? Cool, great, great, great uh, question. So um, first of all, uh, we don't believe in time management um, because how can you stop time? How can you manage time? Time goes on despite. So we believe rather time management is actually self-management. Mm -hmm. So we as humans need to be disciplined in what it is that we want to achieve in the 24 hours that each and every one of us are given. So one of the ways we do that is we coach on using a default diary. I mentioned it earlier. And it's basically looking at your day and uh, you can color coordinate it or, or say, you know, what are all the things that I, I want to achieve in this day um, and, and, and then break it up into days. So, for example, um, I uh, on a Monday and a Friday, those days are blocked out for admin, education, teamwork, uh, financials, um, follow ups, um, sales calls. Those days are expressly saved for that. I coach on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm very disciplined in what I'm doing on different days. And I do that by using a default diary. So um, you know, I block out time. So in the morning from, from six to seven, it's education. Um, and then from seven to eight, that's when I'm dropping my kids off at school. Then it's, it's, it's blocked out in these color blocks so that when you go then to book a meeting or 
book a lunch engagement or go to an event, for example, Mm -hmm. you go to your default diary and say, okay, where on my diary did I allocate that specific activity? And if there isn't time, you then can't do it. You have to change, you have to postpone it for the next week, right? And so that's how you become self-disciplined versus having time, you know, self-management versus time management. That's the one thing. And then your second point, how do I stick to goals? Um, I work very specifically, and it's an action coach methodology. Um, what we do is we, we work on a five-year plan, um, a three-year and a one-year plan. But most importantly, how do you stick to those things? What we do is every 90 days, we have a full-day workshop, whether it be with us, with our, with our team, whether it be with our clients. And at that, we plan out our next 90 days. Now, those 90 days are directly linked to that one-year goal. So we state, okay, what are the three goals I want to achieve in this quarter? What are the strategies linked to those goals? And then what are the KPIs linked to the strategies? And then from there, we break it down into who is responsible to achieve these KPIs Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the client gets to walk out with a one-page document that has all of this listed out, and that's broken up into weeks. So week one of quarter two is these are the things I need to achieve. And the beautiful thing is at the bottom, it says, what books do I need to read in order to ensure the success? So yeah, we very, very results orientated. And the only way you can uh, achieve goals is if you have plans. It's the only way. You know, plans, strategies, KPIs, holding people accountable, holding yourself accountable as well. Thank you. Yeah. So we hold those um, workshops uh, once every quarter. The next one's actually coming up in Vegas on uh, April 2nd. Um, It's going to be at Planet Hollywood. And um, we Mm -hmm. have, uh, I mean, so far we've got about 40 registered. So it should be, what's great about those as well is uh, you get to network with other business owners and and kind of learn best practices from them as well. And you you don't have any online, right? These are all in-person yeah, well, I can do them. In, these particular ones are in person. But if I had if I had enough, um, you know, clients out of state, I could absolutely do it online as well. Yeah. All right. Before I ask you the last question, any question for me? What is your purpose? For a long time, um, I thought that writing is something that I am kind of made for, um, and then I, I started going deeper and i realized that uh, it's not the writing it's the storytelling so i am good at storytelling i love and i'm passionate about listening to stories it doesn't even take any effort from my side because i enjoy it so much so i felt a com- combination of all that become this that mm-hmm. uh, i tell a story to help these people um, and uh, one of the way I found it through this is um, I just don't have to tell my learning by doing uh, these interviews, these podcasts. I can share hundreds of stories from other people and whoever looking for, for that uh, inspiration can get it from you. Your story is so powerful. Whoever will listen and can relate to will get benefit from that. They will see a light 
you're welcome. So if somebody is in that uh, early five-year career or 10-year career, they, they may not be able to visualize what next five, 10 years looks like. By watching these stories, they will see it. They will see the hope. They will see the steps. Yeah, that's that's so powerful, uh, Vinod. Well done. Um, yeah, you you understand that your storytelling is powerful, but that your purpose of creating a platform for others' stories is just as important. So that's fantastic. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Last question. What is your message to the audience? My message? Wow. Um, don't ever give up on your vision. There's always going to be those roadblocks. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be awful days. There's going to be terrible days. There's going to be happy days. Being an entrepreneur is one of the most uh, arduous journeys I think any, any, any of us could be on. It doesn't take uh, just anybody to be an entrepreneur. It takes a very special type of human. But if that truly is your passion, surround yourself with a tribe, people who are in the same mindset, people who can contribute in a positive way and support you in your vision, because there are going to be a lot of people out there who are going to be the naysayers, who are going to plant seeds of doubt in your mind and say, you know, is this ever going to work? Have you made your first sale? Um, you know, when are you going to make your millions? All those kinds of things. And if you get distracted by that noise, it's going to affect you really, really deeply here. So yeah, my biggest message would just be, uh, you know, stay, stay steadfast with your vision. Um, and, and definitely if you don't have personal development, make sure that you get, get tapped into some of that, do those little, uh, rituals every day, um, and stay disciplined, um, and consistent. Thank you so much, Judy, for your time. We are one minute. So I think we are to the dot. Perfect. Yay. We did it. Thanks for the opportunity. I look forward to the final product. <laughs>